0: Why work from home in your office could be in Yellowstone. 2020 has been the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers mellow they probably have something to put your horse into i don't know they have the right size rv for any vehicle all covered by their exclusive rv warranty forever game days remote remote work getaways and family vacations are all better in an rv from mid america rv experience travel like never before find out more at mid rv.com if you're watching on youtube thank you the elephant in the room mellow is dressed like rip from yellow from uh yellowstone today mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I have an office at home and it could be in Yellowstone. That's right. my motto. Right. Well, I can't <laughs> go to Yellowstone. I brought Yellowstone to the home. Oh man. I,
1: like I mean, I I was not ready for this today and I still don't know what's going on, but I'm I'm glad it's happening.
0: I've been waiting to wear this outfit for a very long time and something always comes up, but I don't have shit to do tonight. So like, I don't want to roll up to my daughter's school and be like, hey, here to pick them up and I'm dressed like a cowboy or go pick them up from their mom's house or go grocery shopping tonight. Nothing going on. This dressed sounds like, like a cowboy day.
1: this sounds like you need more confidence in your outfit because it's a great outfit. You can wear it wherever I you agree. want. And if people are looking at you, who cares? <laughs>
0: I'm big on just I fit in more with this. That's than true. He does. That's actually true. <laughs> he fits in more in Joplin than I do right now. The other night I wore like Jordans and a velvet bomber jacket to the bar, and I got more looks than he would wearing a pearl snap and a cowboy hat. Not good looks either. Like what is the white guy doing up, in the Jordans? Right? Yeah. <laughs> nice crease. Yeah. Like that's more likely to happen in Joplin. Um, I, I love Gosh. it though. What's unfortunate is we actually not planning we wore like coordinating jackets today but it's too warm in the office to roll them out on camera next time Oh, no, it's like what 30 degrees outside yes it's the only time you'll catch me in a jacket it is a little cold today
1: so you're wearing like a full jacket so you're going like full rip with like the jacket yeah. and the hat he's All got right. the
0: black levi jean jacket yeah little oh page. my lord calm down over there <laughs> white right those eyes are getting wide Wow. That is not true. Okay, easy, Beth. Easy. Uh, we have a lot of football to get into. Let's start with the fact that one of our teams is keeping their coach. The other fired their coach. The Arizona Wildcats are no longer bearing down on Kevin Sumlin. Uh, just the buyout that they have to pay. Paige's team, a complete shit show and embarrassment of the football program. Was it 77 to seven? 70, 70, 70, 70
1: to seven. To 70. How dare there you add that seven? involved.
0: <laughs> um, here's what's Ten crazy the point, to me when Kevin Sumlin was at AM, people were talking about this dude as a potential NFL head coach like, it was not that; it wasn't just rumor it was legit NFL head coach he gets fired from AM. now he gets fired from Arizona this guy might be at a coastal school but not Carolina they're too good for him he might be at like FIU before too long it's just a complete plummet plummet excuse me for Kevin Sumlin there goes our display <sighs> it's back eventually there it goes there you guys go you're fine that's why it's a podcast not a show <laughs> i i don't i don't know where he's gonna go from here honestly i i i don't know if he tries to go be a coordinator somewhere else but the showing in arizona was not good so i i really don't know what's next for kevin someone you hate to see it for like just a human being but as a coach it's not gonna look good
1: yeah I, let me ask a
0: question was cliff kingsbury under kevin someone
1: yes a and yeah. yes
0: so maybe someone just goes to Phoenix slash Glendale and works under a cliff.
1: Yeah. Or he goes to the number one place you go to recoup your career. Alabama. The university of Alabama. Um, no, first and foremost, it's not an embarrassment. Okay. It was embarrassing for the moment, <laughs> but things are all working out for somebody whose team lost 70 to seven and to our rival, um, I'm in a relatively good mood because they made the decision to fire him. And there are plenty of good people out there that could head to Tucson. And I'm super excited about all the options. Like, I I don't think I'll be mad with like our top three options that we have, to be honest with you.
0: And I tweeted or texted you guys, excuse me over the weekend and said, I'm putting Gus Malzahn to Arizona out to the universe. He was fired from Auburn and that job, whether it's Hugh Freeze, Lane Kiffin or Steve Sarkisian, Auburn's going to have Mario Cristobal as the other like, the Auburn job is very hot right now, but the Arizona job, it almost feels like right now, at least uh, you guys are kind of second because South Carolina, they filled their job. Vandy filled their job. So unless something crazy happens in the next two weeks, which it will, the Arizona job is probably the second best opening right now.
1: Yeah. I would, I would say Tennessee may come open this weekend, depending on how bad the loss is or if there's an upset, which I'm actually hoping for That's crazy to me, but um, I, I want Gus to come because the other part of it too is like Auburn is paying him so much money that he doesn't need that much money from us not to say that we couldn't pay pretty well but there are certain guys like that are not going to come to Arizona because they know they're not going to get paid what someone was getting paid, just based on like pandemic all kinds of things. So um, I'm excited, but I think I, I, want, uh, Gus Malzahn to come to Arizona. I think that would be great. Cause it w- the big thing for me about firing Kevin Sumlin was like, what other big name are you going to get to come to Arizona? Because Arizona is a place like you need a big name to get guys to come to once they're there, you can sell them, but you need somebody who's recognizable and not from a small school. And Gus is perfect. Like I, I, I see nothing wrong with him coming to Arizona. So Maybe this is my pitch.
0: You guys should go after Adam Gase because when Arizona State went after a fired Jets coach, it kind of worked out. So when Adam Gase gets fired, just saying. Yeah, it yeah. wouldn't be a bad idea. You know, I do like the Gus Malzahn to Arizona higher though. I think that's a good like retread, like prove that you can win, get back to just doing like your normal shit that you used to do. You know, get back to calling the plays on offense, running that side of things. And Arizona has some promising recruits. They got that young quarterback who might be good.
1: Grant. Yeah. Well, the other part of it too, is that like the PAC 12 is not really great right now. So like, it's not going to take that much to get them in a spot where we can win in that conference. Not to say that there are teams on their way up and surprise UCLA is like semi okay. Um, but, but I think Kelly's this is there, the perfect, so like, who long yeah, 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 exactly. So, and, and the idea of Mario Cristobal leaving to go to Auburn, that's actually the number one thing I want to happen because if we can get that guy away from Oregon, fine, don't care. Like honestly, we owe Auburn a fruit basket. If, if that happens.
0: Yeah. Maybe more, maybe some trees or something. uh could because- not. I would not so, leave Oregon for Auburn. I wouldn't leave Oregon for Auburn either. And I know Coach Cristobal said on uh, Monday, he was like, I. I loved in his statement, the first thing he said was, I trust Phil Knight. Like not the Oregon administration, not leadership it's of the, the leadership. AD. I we money. trust Phil Knight. It's like, oh, okay. Well, we know he's running the show there. Not that there was any confusion. Uh, we were going to talk about this later. Let's just jump it the Aub- Auburn job. I think is really intriguing. I was, I had heard a rumor. I actually texted Mello last week. Said heard a rumor that Malzahn's getting fired, and then it didn't happen for a couple of days. So it was like, well, that source is full of shit. They weren't. They were just way ahead of it. And so when that happened, it's that is. It's a big job. They beat Alabama last year. Now, I know Bama was – Tua was hurt. They had a lot of guys opting out, but they beat Bama last year. This is not a terrible job. You can recruit really well in the southern part of Alabama. I mean, we're going to be in Mobile next month. Just recruit the Bay Area down there, and you're going to be fine. So – We talked about it earlier. There's four names that are popping up. Hugh Freeze, who uh, we all know why he got fired from Ole Miss. Maybe just don't use your company phone to call escorts this time around. But that year you did at the Jesus School should definitely help that reputation. Uh, There's also Lane Kiffin and Steve Sarkeesian, more people who've had trouble. uh, And then Mario Cristobal, who has never done anything wrong that I know of. Can I ask one question? Why are we assuming all these Alabama assistants are just going to be like, fuck, yeah, let's go to Auburn, War Eagle. Do you think they want to piss off Nick Saban? Like, I know that Auburn's looking at it and like, let's get some of these guys to come back over here. I don't think they're going to. I think yeah. they're going to look at it and say, you know what? I'm not competing with Nick Saban. I've yeah. already coached under him. I've seen what he does to assistants. I'm not going.
1: Here's the thing is, I, I think they're willing to go in the SEC somewhere, but to go mm-hmm. to Auburn specifically and have that be the rivalry game and the one that's most important to Auburn fans, like that is where it's tough. Yep. Like, I don't think if the Tennessee job opens up, I don't think that those assistants are going to, not jump at that opportunity. Um, even though that I mean, obviously, Lane's not, but uh, I mean, you never know that'd be kind of funny. Right. Um, now that I thought that one through, um, but right. yeah, no, I, I don't I think they want to go play there. Yeah, I could see Sark there. I mean, I uh, the before Gus got fired, Sark was like the number one name. Arizona fans were like, please, please, please. And like that would be great too because he'd come back to the Pac 12, but not worth it when you can get a job in the SEC, in my opinion.
0: Right. And I, my thing is, like, I could see Lane doing it because number one, that man's loyal to nothing but himself, and he good doesn't care that it's Nick Saban upstate. Like, this is—I—I I love Lane Kiffin. This is one of the most egotistical coaches in the country for a good reason. Man's a hell of a coach. He got the Raiders' head coaching job because they interviewed Steve Sarkeesian to be the head coach, and all I could talk about was Lane Kiffin. So they hired Lane Kiffin. The reputation's earned, but he hasn't really won anywhere. So I could see him being like. Auburn's a little bit hotter than Ole Miss, even though I just got here. I'll cheat on that wife. I don't care. Let's go. Well, even like we alluded to with Tennessee, he was at Tennessee for one year, and he was like, oh, my God, the SEC. I love it here. Psych, going to USC. Like, that's my dream job. And then, obviously, got fired from there. I Left be on surprised. the tarmac. I wouldn't be surprised to see him be the one that does jump to Auburn. But I don't think that, like – Cristobal would I don't think that we're going to see Sark do it either I think those guys are still kind of loyal to Saban whereas Kiffin is like yeah I'll compete with that guy so if any of those assistants former assistants were to jump to Auburn it would be Lane Kiffin
1: yeah no I oh, yeah. I, I, I don't know if Cristobal you don't know if Christobal will hey, Cristobal
0: to me plays so well in the Pac-12 because Pac-12 fans take a deep breath there is a lack of toughness in the Pac 12. And like, that's Cristobal's thing. Like, it should be a great offensive line. They're going to be tough. They're going to run the ball. He's building a defense that's really, really good out there. I don't think Auburn's a better job than Oregon. I, like, the Pac 12 every year cannibalizes itself. One good year is all you need. Like, just yeah. one year. What were they ranked fifth last year?
1: I think, I think Oregon's a better job. I don't know because you could be a two loss SEC team and make the college football playoff, you can't be a one loss Pac-12 team and make the college football playoff. So if he wants to win a national championship, you go to the conference that gets special treatment. That's SEC.
0: And maybe that will be different next year. Like it hasn't been obviously like the SEC is more likely to get two teams in than the PAC 12 is to get one, but I would stay in Oregon. I would keep building there. Like you have a really good team. He's been recruiting very well nationally. So it's not like he needs those Southern ties down there. He's bringing in kids from California and Texas and all over the world. I I think that he can do it at Oregon. It's going to take a little bit of time. You just lost your quarterback. So there's going to be a little bit of a rebuild in Eugene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do want to ask about this sedate me or date me tweet. Paige's mom apparently has some interesting ideas. Kath, what? Uh, <laughs> maybe we should bring her in for this. Yeah, yeah. I'm like,
1: Mom. No, Um. I was obviously in a bad place during the Arizona game. Like my tweets and Instagram stories and everything were just extremely obnoxious um because I was just feeling all the feels and all the pain um but I tweeted a a gif from I think it's from Grey's Anatomy and she's like sedate me and she's like sobbing and my mom didn't have her glasses on and she was like Paige that tweet you tweeted with the date me is so funny I'm like did you really think that I was that desperate that I was like sobbing like date me It was, and she was laughing so hard and so many of our listeners were thinking it was the funniest thing I had ever heard too. And I don't know why, but I guess everyone, the joke's on me, um, that everyone thinks I'm, I'm that desperate in terms of, of needing a date, I guess, um, that I would tweet a gift that was like this lady screaming the
0: tweet. And I like, I wasn't watching the Arizona, Arizona state game. No, sorry. And it like, it didn't come up on my radar of like things that were happening. So I was like, what is what is going on with Paige? Right Why is now. Paige <laughs> tweeting through it. Why is she just texting pain <laughs> or whatever it was? Right? I know. My favorite my favorite pages are Paige during Arizona games and page during Niner games. Because like you know she's been drinking and you know that there's gonna be a lot of just remorse <laughs> coming through the text and a lot of typos. Three things that are gonna happen.
1: A lot of typos, but and yeah, A is should...
0: playoff baseball.
1: Oh god. Yeah. Anytime you guys have an experience page with Arizona basketball at the peak of Arizona basketball, because it's all been canceled for the most part. So um, just wait until you get there. Cause that's the height of anything. Usually I stay pretty sober for those though, because I take them very seriously and I don't watch them with anyone else, but my, myself.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, so your team got embarrassed. Our team, uh, they are kind of keeping Tom Herman. I think it was very ambiguous. What the AD said about we evaluate things at the end of the season it's the end of the season and Tom Herman's our coach. Yeah, that's what he said. And everybody's like, oh, Tom Herman's back. I read that more of like when this vacation's over, we'll evaluate our relationship. Right. We'll see you. Vacation's Christmas. not over. <laughs> yeah. Right. Let's get through the holidays and then we'll talk. Mm-hmm.
1: I think Isn't you guys that- are in denial. Yeah. I think he's going to stay for another year and maybe well, you'll see, get a better candidate too. next year. Like, I think he'll stay. But I mean, I'm
0: OK with that if you're not getting urban Meyer, this coaching cycle is not that good. So I'm okay with it. And especially Texas still thinks that they're an elite program. And I think they are from a money and facilities standpoint, um, not from a results standpoint, but who are you going to get? Right.
1: Yeah, exactly. There's no one out
0: there that I'm like, yes, let's go get Matt Campbell or PJ Fleck, or I don't want Hugh freeze. Uh, Like what? I was going to say
1: return of the Mac again, Um, 2.0. That would be great. But yeah, that would be awesome. At this point. (laughs) But Matt, even even your adopted team got embarrassed this weekend. Embarrassed.
0: I don't know that I want to go embarrassed when you lose to the reigning national champions. You can't really say embarrassed. Oh
1: my God, you're so, using that title. But um Are they really? not?
0: Are they not? I'm sorry. I watched them win a national championship last year. <laughs> Didn't you guys? Yeah, okay. I was there. My yeah. adopted team. <laughs> no one that was on that team, but yeah. I right. It. <laughs> yes, they lost. They did lose. And you know what? I'm with Marco Wilson. I'm gonna take my boot off and throw it across the field. It's just, it sucks. I mean, they got caught looking ahead. That's all it is. They got caught looking ahead to Alabama. They looked at LSU and said, like, this team's shitty this year. We don't have to worry about them. This is why trap games exist. And and LSU, good for them. They needed this. This was their whole fucking season because they haven't done anything else this year. I mean, they did this without Derek Stingley, by the way, who didn't play again. So, hey, hats off to Coach O. The bad news for LSU fans, this might actually give you two more years of Coach O. So, enjoy the sound bites and the memes, but... Have fun with your mediocre football team the next two years. That's how I see this.
1: Wow, I was really passionate for somebody who hopped on the bag- bandwagon this year.
0: <laughs> no, no, not for Florida. I just think that Coach O is a delightful human being and a great story, but this Disney movie doesn't end well. They're not going to be good next year. Does They're any Disney movie about year. college
1: football end well?
0: Coach O. I mean, you know Coach I mean? O is just a caricature. So, well, yeah, based so. off his social media and like the pictures I've seen. This is not a Disney movie. Like, this is HBO, <laughs> right? No joke. It's The Sopranos. <laughs> That's what this is. Yeah. It's a little like training. Yes, and you know what? My guy, Kyle Trask, threw two picks. I know a lot of people think this is, oh, he's going to lose the Heisman. Can we remember Devonta Smith caught three passes for 22 yards on Saturday? I know he returned a punt for a touchdown, but like, neither favorite played well on Saturday.
1: Well, Well, I don't see
0: this as a defining moment.
1: I do. I mean, because he's about to play against Alabama. So that's going to be tough. And also, like I said, I tweeted this. LSU heard all the talk about everyone saying, including that, that he was having a Joe Burrow like year statistically, which is fine. But how what? dare you disrespect the king? And they showed up, man. That was that was wild. And they, they didn't just not have Stingley, they like had maybe their third string defense in the whole time. So that that's kind of serious. I can't I'm really looking so forward to see fresh- what Bama does. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like there were so many people playing that even Brad Johnson's kid. I was like, who is this kid? Oh, he's a freshman yeah. too. Who did he just throw the ball to? Oh, he's a freshman, right? Eli Rex has an interception. Like they were all freshmen. The bad news is that it's really well known right now that I've adopted Florida this year. And so even where I was Saturday night, all I got was shit about being a Florida fan. It was like, I'm a Texas fan. Come on. Like just for one year, I picked a second team and this is what happened so i'm sorry florida fans it's my fault actually i'll tell you i feel bad for marco wilson though i do too. like i know that he threw the shoe and he got the penalty but like this game was not just like decided on that one play i know it extended a drive but you're florida you can't have this lsu team playing that close to you and then for like if a shoe ends up in my hand on a football field gone see ya it's gone like maybe not 20 yards i don't know if i can do it that far but it's, it's definitely being thrown. Right. So
1: you used the Dan Mullen excuse as well of like, Oh, it was a football play. It's like, come on, yeah. look in the heat of the moment. He shouldn't have done that. Okay. It is what it is. Uh-huh. But to like, instead of just saying, Hey, he probably shouldn't have done that. It's unfortunate. We had that happen. So the kid can learn from it. It's like, Oh, well that was a football move. So they just made excuses for him, which I just think is so mm. ridiculous. Cause like even Elijah Moore last year during the egg bowl, like I will never forget was how a little like, different, fired yeah. up Twitter. That's not a little different though. It's a reaction to something that happens. And also one of I them
0: calling around like a dog, pretending to take a shit's different than throwing a shoe that up in your peeing. hands. Okay. Whoa. Okay, I whatever. know. I know poops on right. the
1: brain. Cause I'm on night football, but that was definitely right. him peeing, Sorry, but like it was a he, piss. he was beating his rival. This was a game where you should have been winning. You made a third down stop. Mm-hmm. That would have been great. Would have been fine. And that i don't know i i mean i think it's funny now because it, it happened and it is what it is but i definitely think his coach should have been like we talked to him he learned a lesson and that's what it was not yeah oh it was I a football two, move
0: two comments number one today is actually the anniversary of that guy throwing a shoe at george w bush so timely number two I, I hate sportsmanship twitter we're like oh you shouldn't taunt or oh you shouldn't do this like let's cancel college football because this kid did a throat slash come the fuck on I can't believe that people actually care about this, that grown men who are hitting each other in the head, causing damage that they won't remember that game in 30 years, but we're not allowed to taunt. I think that's absolute horseshit. You're making billions of dollars off these kids health. Let them do a hook them upside down if they want. Like this is absolutely ridiculous that people can't have emotions. I'm okay with throwing the shoe. Just like I was okay with the guy pretending to take a piss. Like, I'm fine with it either way. It doesn't matter to me. I think it's a dumb mistake, but I think the real mistake was calling it an unsportsmanlike penalty. Like call it a delay a game. Like, yeah, I don't think it, if yeah. he threw the shoe at the guy unsportsmanlike, but you just chuck that thing on like a third down stop. That's a delay a game. You penalty. know what? You should have punted it, <laughs> yeah. you know, threw it to the opposite. Guarantee side you like. a shoe ever ends up in my hand again. That fucker's yeah. gone. <laughs> like <laughs> my regardless kid, football field right, or not. Right. My kid better not leave his shoes on the floor. They're gone. <laughs> Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't mind it. I just think it did cost your team. So you might as well apologize for like, Hey, I shouldn't have done that to cost your team, but like
0: was an idiot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: I think you have to apologize. Obviously.
1: Yeah. Say, sorry. I cost my team.
0: Dan Mullen at Texas, by the way, I'd be all about that. I I think that he's too good for us, but I'd be all about that (laughs) at this point. Uh, Let's just keep this train going. Chuba Hubbard, uh, something I wrote about last week and I'm glad that we're all on board with this. He has opted out and declared for the NFL draft. What a bad year for a player who last year, 2000 yards, we really thought he would be in the Heisman conversation this year. I thought when everything went down with Mike Gundy and his Russian propaganda T-shirt or whatever that thing is, I really thought Chuba should have opted out at that point. Like There was a lot of conversation from Oklahoma State players about our coach supporting something that a lot of players deemed to be divisive, if not outright racist. Chuba should have been like, dude, I'm out of here. I owe you guys nothing. There's, You can't benefit your draft stock in any way this year. They weren't winning the Big 12. I think you don't ever want to say a guy made a mistake by going back to college, but it hurt his draft stock to go back to college. Yeah, he's low now. I mean, I think when we were coming into the season, we would have looked at him and said, like, this guy that maybe could get into that first round, or maybe he's a second round running back, running back two, running back three. I don't think he's in the top five anymore. No, I, I think that him playing this year and I think he was maybe a little bit hurt has really hurt his stock. I mean, the two running backs at North Carolina, probably both ahead of him now. I mean, there's just a list of people they are who for me have had a much better season and Chuba Hubbard. I, I had a lot of question marks about him anyway. He's small. Uh, he catches the ball well, but I, I just didn't see him as a true like number one running back on any NFL team. And now not looking good, not looking good at all for him
1: yeah mellow always trying to plug those unc guys and take away from their quarterback there and what he's doing um but <laughs> I, I will say so people stuff. got
0: pissed off of me can i talk about that because i said like, i can. want to see what sam Howell looks like without all these targets around him i think what a lot of people took that as is like oh look at Melo shitting on sam how i like sam how but he's losing almost everyone off this offense This year, they brought back almost everyone from the offense. The two running backs, like three receivers, a tight end, the offensive line. He's losing most of that. So it's going to be interesting to see what he looks like next year. not saying he's a bad quarterback. I still have him QB1 for 2022, but he's not winning a lot of games. It's like watching the Browns play. Like It's a lot of running game. They rush for 500 yards. Sam Howell's not winning those games like we've seen other guys like Keaton Slovis do. I want to see what it looks like. I'm not just going to anoint him the next Trevor Lawrence because he was a high recruit. I want to see him actually play and win games.
1: Yeah. And his
0: receivers are good. Really good, by the way.
1: Yeah. yeah. And the other part of it, too, is that, I mean, we don't have much faith in UNC quarterbacks that are supposed to be good. Um, That doesn't usually work out well. But on Chuba, I think one thing that's super interesting about him is that I All of the stories I've read about him, um, one that Adam Kramer did specifically and about how he is as a person, he's really about trying to make a difference off the field. And I think that's part of the reason why he came back, even with all of the stuff that was happening, because I really do think that he... He thought that Oklahoma State needed, well, they do need a guy like him who can really tell everyone, like, hey, these are the things that are going on in society. This is what's important to me. And I think that did distract a little bit from some of the stuff. And like Melo said, he was dealing a little bit with injury. And it's unfortunate because I do think that whoever gets him is going to get a really good player, but it's not going to be where he wanted to go and could have gone last year for sure.
0: Yeah, he's going to get pushed down. Uh, Absolutely. You mentioned Keaton Slovis. Pac-12 championship, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen where a team literally has to prepare for two different opponents and to the point that they were saying that coaches were watching uh, like Washington during the day and Oregon at night trying to prepare for this game. So good luck, I guess. And uh, they're playing Oregon? Yeah, it's, I it's think Oregon. It's, it's Oregon. Yeah, out. yeah. Uh, I, I think they were down. They didn't have any offensive linemen that right. could actually participate. Yes. So the crazy thing is that Washington is the – Winner of the Pac-12 North, but Oregon can still win the conference. And I I mean, crazy year, 2020, what are you going to do? I don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's in typical Pac-12 fashion. Like, I mean, if it wasn't a mess already, it, it is now. And the other part of it too, is that like USC could sort of have a case if they really wanted to for, for the playoff. I mean, technically they're a power five team that went undefeated if they went and a conference champion, but this is just too easy for the Pac-12 to to crap on itself. And I think that Oregon's going to end up with the upset and it's going to be really annoying to all of us Pac-12 fans because I want to force the committee's hand into doing something and being awful to the Pac-12. Yeah,
0: and depending on what happens in the ACC championship game, like USC might have a really good argument. Uh, if somehow, way, Clemson loses two lost Clemson, USC has to get in over them if they are undefeated. Or you would, Gosh. you would think. You would
1: think, but I don't think that'll happen.
0: <laughs> well, we're going to we're we are gonna talk about the conference championship games in just one minute, but Lamar Jackson did a disappearing act on Monday night football, was gone for 30 minutes, I think, real time, not game time, comes back, throws a fourth down strike, silenced a whole lot. You know what? I'm not going to say silenced doubters because Ivan was tweeting on Monday night, like, man, Lamar looks really good. We're getting some vintage Lamar. And people like, he can't throw. That guy was wide open. And that's the problem with football. Twitter during a game is – there's no nuance like no one understands that a player's wide open because of the way he manipulated a safety with his feet or the respect that defenses have to give him so that Mark Andrews does creep wide open because everybody's so afraid of Lamar Jackson running. That shit doesn't happen for Carson Wentz. Let me tell you that because no one gives no one cares where he's going. But Lamar Jackson is such a threat that you have to like guys are going to come open because you have to commit someone to defending him. That's just math. Lamar looked really good last night. He gets a little bit of a break. He says it was not a Paul Pierce moment. Well, there was no wheelchair, so at least yeah. no,
1: that. No well, wheelchair. he claimed there were cramps. He was having cramps right. and he left and came back and we all saw him waddling to the the locker exactly. room. Exactly.
0: Right. We all know that jog. I don't care if you're male or female, whatever. You've all done that little waddle to the bathroom right. before. That Mahomes, and then like him just sitting. It's like, is he coming back? Like, okay, he missed a series. Like, is he coming back? He missed another one. Oh, okay. I I even tweeted like, I'm just waiting for him to like like a post on Instagram or tweet from the toilet <laughs> last night. Like, I was just sitting there waiting for it. And it, honestly, like, if you're Lamar Jackson, just be like, yeah, I'm coming off COVID. I, I got the shits. Like. How many people have experienced those? Yeah, it's terrible. And that's so much better of a story to come back from than like, oh yeah, just cramping. Like, just a cramp. It's fine. No, well- just say you had a shit super bad. You're coming off COVID, and now you're a superhero that brought your team back from nothing. It's- yeah, I saw people even being like, Oh, he clearly got an IV, his, his elbows wrapped. Yeah, if you have bad enough diarrhea and IV is the only <laughs> trick. Okay. I woke up once in a hotel room in New York convinced I was going to die. I did that IV to go thing where they come to your room. 200 bucks it was worth it. Going to throw that out there. if you know, your, need that service in Vegas. <laughs> so worth they, it. they're not paying me, so I'm not going to say the name of the company. It was worth it.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think it is going to be like a Paul Pierce situation where in a few years from now, probably 10, 15 years from now, Lamar is talking and he said, yeah, I had to go to the bathroom. But I also thought it was just so funny that they were playing the Browns because as we all know, one of the number one poop slash football jokes is taking the browns to the super bowl and i just thought it was very ironic that that happened so i appreciate him setting that up for us
0: i appreciate a mellows tweet about that the i was going off on the shit jokes last night right it's like that your wheelhouse is football and shit jokes like (laughs) i've been waiting my whole life for this moment i'm ready baker mayfield trying to take the browns to the super bowl but lamar jackson beat him to it that was the tweet she said shit all over his chances And I also said, and of note last night, if the Ravens are wearing white pants, Lamar Jackson's not able to come back. We know he (laughs) shit himself. Thank God for the equipment managers and those purple pants, because they might have saved the Ravens season last night. And Lamar Jackson's ability to go out in public. Yeah. Yeah. But like Paige said, in a couple of years, somebody was in that locker room. Like somebody else would be like, no, like he destroyed that bathroom and then came back out and threw a touchdown pass. It's amazing. It's such a better story than like, oh, yeah, I was just getting an IV, just sitting there. We need to stop stretching. poop shaming anyway. Everybody does it. Everybody poops. Everybody does it. If my man had, had s- some explosive diarrhea. I mean, there are times where I don't even want to like I go from toilet to bed. and I'm like, I'm done. And that's where I'm I go back He to went through a touchdown. Being able to play with diarrhea is so much better than being able to play with cramps. Like cramps. Players play through that all the time. Like in August heat and college football normal season, you'll see players go down every play with cramps and then they just drink some water, get a little IV, come back on the field. No one has ever come back from the field except (laughs) for Paul Pierce after shitting themselves and led their team to a victory. Like you're one of two guys. You're an icon. Celebrate it, man. So what? You shit a little bit. No big deal saying stop poop shaming hashtag stop poop shaming exactly right uh okay let's go into these conference championship weekends uh, when the schedule came out we were so excited because we were going to get actual especially in the big 10 you were going to get one versus one supposed two versus to. two supposed to it's not happening like that but i'm still excited because we have this saturday but get all your stuff done friday because saturday you're not going to leave the couch we have college football and nfl games just lock it in you're at home so alabama Florida is the big one SEC this game lost some of the luster because Florida lost to LSU, but you still want to upset number one. This is still yeah. a great opportunity for Kyle Trask to make his Heisman uh, candidacy. It's a great opportunity for Mac Jones, Najee Harris, and Devonta Smith to continue their Heisman push this is the game of the weekend for me over. I know Clemson Notre Dame is also this weekend, but if I can only watch one, it's this one. Alabama has 14 players on my draft list right now. So we'll be watching this game like 13 times between now and the draft. Florida's got some dudes as well with Trask and Tony uh, Marco Wilson. uh, So I'm excited for this. Yeah. I still think this is the Heisman decider right now. A lot of those guys are getting their, their votes mailed to them and stuff like that. I think they're due like the 24th or something. This, this game could very well decide who wins the Heisman Trophy. If Kyle Trask comes out and you know, throws four touchdowns and no interceptions and Florida still loses, I still think he can win the Heisman. Or if we see Devonta Smith go off and Alabama wins, which both of those things are very likely, I think we could see him win the Heisman or even the other two Alabama guys. Mac Jones could go off if Najee rushes for like three or four touchdowns. Whoever is the MVP of this game, I think will win the Heisman Trophy.
1: I agree. From I Mac Jones. Yeah, but I also the hard part too is that as much as I would like to say that Trask still has the ability to win without winning this game, I just don't see that happening because like that's that's such a tough argument. And I mean, Heisman voters have done worse, but I think if you don't win that game, you you shouldn't be considered the best player in the, the country. So,
0: but my thing is like Lamar Jackson was the best player in the country on a on a Louisville team that wasn't that good. They didn't win their conference that year. They didn't make the, the playoffs. But, and I know it's like, well, he scored 50 touchdowns. I think statistically this year, even after throwing – did he throw two picks on Saturday, I think? Two or three. I, but still statistically, I'm not saying this is what I would vote for, but just predicting how voters are. You're still the most prolific quarterback in the country. You're probably going to win.
1: Because he- like, 900 voters – But you said it yourself, he's, he's not, he's not, not surrounded by good players. Like no offense, but like the Louisville team was not as good as the team that uh, Florida puts on the field every week. So no, that's that's very true. Yeah, That's my thing is as much as people are like knocking Mac for having all these people as well. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it's the same for Kyle Trask. Yes. It's not at the same level, but he does still have very elite guys, NFL guys that are playing next, next year on Sundays. Like, I don't know that you can, there's that much of a difference. You know what I mean?
0: So to me, but with Alabama, like you, let's talk about Devonta Smith. Okay. You have to knock him then for the fact that he had even last year, Tua was the number five pick in the draft. Mac Jones has a very good chance to be a first round pick this year. You have Najee Harris running the ball. Your offensive line will all be drafted. And you have the greatest college head coach of all time. That's not to take away from Devonta Smith. I actually think it's still a very legit conversation over who should win this trophy. And I'm excited for Saturday, but like Devonta Smith, if we're knocking the supporting cast, he's the dude who should get knocked for it as well. It'll be tough. Those three Alabama players, I think that's what they're going up against is they're competing against each other because everybody's going to look at it and say like, well, you know, Najee Harris has a great receiver to play with him. He's got a great quarterback. No wonder he can get all these rushing yards and touchdowns. And Devonta Smith is relying on a quarterback. And then people will look at Mac Jones and say, well, Najee Harris sets him up and Devonta Smith might be the best receiver in the country. I think that's where people lean back to Kyle Trask and say, oh, well, you know, there's not three of them at Florida, even though I agree with you, Paige. That's a great lineup, too. Like, Kadarius Toney, he's he's a player. Kyle Pitts went on the field, exceptional, and that offensive line's good, too. But I think with Heisman voters and the way that they're going to vote, uh, those Alabama players will almost cancel themselves out. This and is, watch Zach Wilson swoops in like Lamar Jackson oh from taking God, a shit. Oh my God, gross.
1: Um, <laughs> I, I honestly, know, but, this is setting yeah. up for for me to have what I've wanted all along, and that's Najee being the one that wins the Heisman, because I do think that if the person that you can knock the least on Alabama is Najee because of just what yeah. he does by himself once you give him the ball. Um, so fingers crossed, because that's I who I, I actually numbers what I want. numbers are that good. I just want oh, him doing like, that.
0: They're Smith. sneaky good, though, is the thing. That's what that's the thing. Everybody like, wants to talk about what Devonta Smith is doing and how Mac Jones isn't just a system guy. He has 22 fucking touchdowns. Exactly. He, he is oh very God. qualified for it. And in how many games have he played? Like 10? 10. And then he's rushed for 1,084 yards. So he's averaging about 100 a pop, but 22 touchdowns is absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Yep. 13 so, last year.
1: So Najee for Heisman.
0: <laughs> Paige, you just love seeing those Alabama running backs win a Heisman right? Ducks. Yeah. Ooh,
1: that's fire. You got your hat on to
0: dodge. Yeah. Uh, so who are you guys picking? I'm obviously taking Alabama in the game. I'm taking Alabama too. I would be yeah. very surprised to see Florida do anything in this game. Uh, Alabama, they they're here every year. They know what to expect. They know what to do. They are definitely winning the sec.
1: Yeah. Roll tide, baby. That's what I'm going with.
0: Okay, I am excited to see Kyle Pitts against the Alabama secondary, though. I want to throw that out there. Uh, Is is he going to play? He he better. (laughs) Okay. He better. Uh, Clemson against Notre Dame. Notre Dame beat this team uh, a little over a month ago without Trevor Lawrence. You have to throw that in there. Clemson is back to full strength. I don't know anyone who thinks Notre Dame has a chance this weekend, but like this is a very good Notre Dame team. Never mind. I know one person who (laughs) thinks Notre Dame has a chance. Two people. (laughs) Shit. Let's just get to it. Uh, Ian Book against Trevor Lawrence, guys. Uh, There it is. I think Clemson is going to win this game, but I do think this is a good Notre Dame team. And I know that a lot of people will be like, well, they beat that freshman quarterback last time and now they have Trevor Lawrence back. Freshman quarterback's damn good, too. He's going to be a Heisman contender next year. Um, I think Clemson wins this game, but I do think Notre Dame is going to lose and keep it close enough that they still stay in the college football playoff.
1: I So I think that Notre Dame can win this game. They have to play perfect, but I do think it's possible because having watched this Notre Dame team and watched the last couple of years when they've sort of been hanging around – There's a huge difference and they've progressively gotten better this year. Like it, yes, they've had some scares, but they have progressively gotten better on all sides of the ball. And I just think even now Ian book is just like having, if we're going to compare people to like Joe Burrow, I think he has that like confidence about him now that he is like able to, to lead this team. Um, and I don't think he's like scared by the moment at all in in any way. And like Mello said, like the team that they beat, the Clemson team they beat had an off day. They, you know, their defense wasn't good, but their quarterback that they had in had already played a game with, they had already played a game without Trevor Lawrence and he gotten reps and he's a five-star and absolutely fantastic. So, and like you said, probably a Heisman candidate next year. So I don't think that that, like the, oh, we didn't have Trevor Lawrence thing is, You know, I don't think it's that big of an impact.
0: But it's not like, yeah, deciding like, oh, well, Trevor Lawrence is back there. Yeah, they're for sure going
1: to lose.
0: Yeah. The difference for me in that game is that Travis Etienne didn't do anything. And I know, I, you know, Clemson had to throw the ball a little bit more to win. But we talked about Chuba Hubbard disappearing this year. Where's Travis Etienne? He hasn't had the best year either. So I, I think that that's like he has to step up. And it's almost Kyron Williams for Notre Dame, Travis Etienne for Clemson. like whichever back has the bigger game and i know this is a little bit elementary it's like oh if you're running the ball you're probably ahead but i think whoever has the bigger game like that's a tone setter for both these teams and that could be kyron williams i, I love mean him. we talked to kelly like what was it january of last year and he's like oh i got all five linemen back we're, we're gonna be pretty good and even i sat there and talked to him he's like eh no you're not like i don't believe in Ian book like <laughs> your offensive line like okay that's what you're supposed to say He was actually like, it was legit. Uh, And Notre Dame is too. And that defense is very good too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you can't sleep on them. Hamilton, a safety, right? Yeah. We're going to be talking about him a lot next year. He's fantastic.
1: I think Notre Dame definitely has a chance, but I also love the idea of that chaos for the playoff committee because having to decide whether or not you put a 2 loss Clemson team in over an undefeated group of five, potentially an undefeated Pac-Twelve team that didn't play as many games, but they're putting in the the Big Ten team that hasn't played as many games, I think that just sets a up the committee.
0: Yeah. Well, like
1: to me that And and no, I hope they lose this weekend. Honestly, I really hope they get upset, but I I don't think it's going to happen, but I really, really want that to happen because I think that would force the committee to do things that we already know that they do. So like they obviously don't respect the Pac-12 in any way, shape or form. And this would force them to literally say F you to an undefeated power five team and put in somebody that they think is better based on the eye test and they can't knock them for not playing as many games because Ohio state's going to be in. So it just blows my mind.
0: Yeah, that we might be sitting in a situation where USC is undefeated and they're like, Nah, sorry. I nah. can't make the playoffs. Like if it were like a Washington state who like came out of nowhere and went undefeated, I could see the committee being like, "And eh, no, like we know you're not that good. This is USC. This is one of the prominent programs in college football yeah. and they're undefeated and they're on the outside looking in just a crazy hectic. Game.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to think of like, I remember when it was Baylor that was undefeated, right? And they didn't get in, but yeah. was Oklahoma already in? Is that why they weren't going to put two big 12 teams in? I couldn't I think so. I, okay but this would be literally just not picking that conference period. And that just mm-hmm. is interesting to me. I mean, I, I personally don't think the USC should be in over Cincinnati, but like Bingo.
0: they're yes. not going to pick
1: Cincinnati over USC. So it's just, it's crazy to me that we could set them up for a more difficult decision than they've had to make in past years.
0: We'll get to Cincinnati in one second, but the big 12 championship is Oklahoma against Iowa state pending some COVID tests. There's like a weird rule where it's kind of like the pack 12 that, Someone else could actually end up playing in this game. But if it's Oklahoma, Iowa State, we get a rematch of an early season upset where Iowa State beat Oklahoma. Matty Campbell has this team playing exceptionally well. Brees Hall's the best running back in the country. Sorry, Paige. Sorry, Najee Harris. I'm picking Oklahoma because I think it's really, really hard to lose to the same to beat the same team twice in one year. But I think it's very close. My heart wants to pick Iowa State. My brain says pick Oklahoma. And I think Oklahoma was guilty of overlooking Iowa State the first time. I mean, this is a school that lost to Louisiana to begin the year. So I think that Oklahoma is probably going to refocus. The talent on that side of the ball is just too good. And I'll tell you, I've been a little bit slow to come around on like, ooh, Matt Campbell's this great coach. If he can beat Oklahoma again, I'll join the rest of the parade and say that Matt Campbell should be a head coach in the NFL. Ooh yeah also that louisiana team is ranked like 14 in the country right now 17 yeah. in the country right now so they were it's a good ball team everybody's sleeping on my guy billy napier which is great i'm not that means he can be in texas next i'm year. not sleeping on billy napier that's my yeah year. i Sorry, i guys. also Go just
1: ahead. wanted to to mention that you put it out in the universe that there could be a replacement for this game and i who is that replacement again potentially
0: i, I think hmm. it's I don't know. That's weird. <laughs> I think it's Texas. Right. I think.
1: Um, I think it is. Yeah. So uh, we have no players. They've
0: all opted out. So I don't even want to play this <laughs> exactly. game. Exactly. Right? Um, Five out of six captains have opted out. This is great.
1: So I'm going to take o- I'm going to take Oklahoma, but I think it's going to be a really close game. Like really close, and it's going to come down to if Oklahoma can execute and not make stupid mistakes because they have the say, talent, but. If they- almost-
0: Spencer Spencer Nix cannot turn the ball over. Then do not. That
1: is so disrespectful, <laughs> especially after what we've seen from Bo Nicks.
0: I just love it, especially about what we know of off the field. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> All right. Last conference championship. We talked about the Bearcats. Luke Fickle has Cincinnati undefeated. They actually have a really good test this weekend, though, because Tulsa has two really legitimate NFL draft prospects: uh, Zayden Collins at linebacker and uh, Ali Green at corner. I hope I didn't butcher those names. Because I don't have my notes in front of me, but Cincinnati with Desmond Ritter at quarterback, he's one of the best kept secrets in the country right now. Yep. They have him playing really, really well. I wouldn't be shocked if he throws his name into the NFL draft ring after the season, but I'm taking the Bearcats. I think they finish undefeated, but this is definitely a game you should watch if you care about the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. And this is something I've been saying all year about Cincinnati. And I'm sure Paige agrees with me too. Like this is a legitimate group of five teams they could compete. I know everybody was so focused on BYU and everybody loves Coastal Carolina. Luke Fickle has a legitimate program down there. That secondary is one of the best in the league. And Desmond Ritter, at quarterback, a legitimate Heisman trophy guy, maybe next year if he comes back, that's a damn good football team. I think they roll over Tulsa and really make a statement of like, hey, we should belong in the playoff. If one of those teams gets upset, we belong, we should be next.
1: Yeah. Zayvon Collins. My no, and... And and if I have to look back at like, okay, the UCF team that was undefeated under Frost and you look at um, BYU and Coastal Carolina, like I take this NC team over all of those people. So that's why I think that, they they I hope they it's a blowout so they are actually in the conversation because I do think they deserve that respect, especially over a one-loss Texas AM team. I'm gonna make yeah. Aggie fans are real mad, but I don't care.
0: No, it's true though. Like if you go undefeated, even as a group of five, like this has been a it hasn't been a cupcake schedule for Cincinnati. And Tulsa is a good team as well. So uh, I'm all about it. But yeah. really, like watch this game because there's a lot of draft prospects in it yeah no, maybe it, more than in oklahoma iowa state to be honest for this year for yes. 2021 there might actually be more maybe i'm gonna have to it's count now <laughs> it's it's, it's close, close enough to talk about how about that <laughs> okay uh it is time for just the tip two weeks in a row yeah a lot of questions a lot of people lots of questions you guys uh A lot of Christmas stuff going in here. Uh, Holidays are tough. I've been dating my girlfriend for about a year now, and she has two younger brothers, and I'm supposed to get them Christmas gifts. Is a sixer of beer an appropriate gift? Okay. Number one, if they're 21, then that changes the answer, okay? We just have to drink responsibly, kids. Uh, we are sponsored by Boulevard, okay? So if they're over 21, uh, then yeah, I think it is appropriate. Um, let me be the the plug guy. Uh, Tank 7, exceptional beer this time of year because it's a little heavier, a little filling. They have a nutcracker beer, very, very good. So definitely mm-hmm. check those out. Um, I also will say this. A lot of people know like, oh, Matt likes to drink beer for every occasion that you would buy me a gift, people get me beer. I don't like that because number one, it's going to be hot when you hand it to me. And number two, I like to just buy my own beer. I like to pick out like what I want. I know what I'm in the mood for. So like I'm a seasonal drinker. So if you handed me this time of year, like if you give me um, like a Boulevard Kolsch, love them in the summer, hate them in the winter. Don't do that. So you got to know your clientele a little bit. I think beer is a good gift, but I would go like, I would go bourbon over beer for a Christmas gift and i would absolutely not do that because i hate bourbon so yeah Yeah, see so you got to know you got to know a little bit about like maybe ask your girl about this that these kids also
1: it's also it's been a year and like beer i feel like it's something you get for like their birthday or something like that if it's been a year i think maybe you like figure out what they're interested in and if like they play video games and want a gift card for whatever i know matt wouldn't use the gift card but i think it would definitely
0: because it's not in person
1: Okay. Yeah. It, do something it like that. Console. I think if they're in college, like there's nothing wrong with gift cards and like a fun pack of like shooters and do it like a fun thing like that, where you put some thought into it, but just getting beer, I think it's a little too easy after a year of dating somebody.
0: And it, it is inconvenient. Like Matt said, like, oh, all right, now I have this six pack of beer. Like, <laughs> Hey, can I put it in your fridge until I leave? And then maybe you forget it. It's it's a whole thing. So I would say maybe you stay away from the beer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're DM me if you need any help with, I'm pr- pretty good gift giver. i not going to lie same don't dm me because it gives me anxiety and oh i don't want to deal with it
1: which reminds mm. me i got your gift in the mail i just haven't opened it yet so
0: have you got have <laughs> Are you got you saving it for christmas
1: yeah I'm not supposed to
0: did you get my gift no, as well before, in the no night? okay it says it shipped Uh-oh. okay
1: well i have not gotten yours and your guys okay. is not there yet because i have to send a big box of stuff
0: noted so. <laughs> right although my door guy did say today that i that sounded wrong <laughs> The delivery guy when i spoke to him through my ring today said that i had a wine delivery so i thought oh page sent stuff but no guess not oh I'm sorry i should have right? oh, i'm excited can't wait to get home okay sorry go ahead. all right go ahead right, no. next one, um if you're a lady and you send me a dm it's gonna make the show i don't care what it is uh i like this guy who i've known for a really long time but we just recently reconnected how do i tell him how i feel or should i just keep it to myself no. i think you should get on his favorite podcast and just say hey Kenny, I love you. Outing, right, right, yeah. just out him get right him, here. Making, right. No, no, no. Uh, don't keep it to yourself. Why would you do that? Don't I, keep I it to yourself. That. Yeah, just let him know. Just however you have reconnected, whether it's through a message or if you're able, if you live in a spot where you're able to like, hey, can we grab a drink after work or do you want to get lunch together or let's eat our cob salads in the break room and talk and just be like, hey, so I've had a crush on you for a really long time. I don't know. Yeah, just whatever think, you're feeling.
1: I think too, like, There's no reason like you can't be friends after the fact, but it's probably going to change things. So I can see why maybe she doesn't want to say something because she's like, okay, if he doesn't feel the same way, then one, that sucks because being rejected is the worst. And two, like you lose a friend. So that kind of sucks, even though you just reconnected. But like then your friendship isn't real because you're not telling how you genuinely feel. So go for it. And if it doesn't work out, we'll be your friend. So.
0: I think that's perfect. I think you just Thanks, slide Mello. a note that has a "Do you yes like no. me? Do you want to be my friend?" and there's a box that says yes and a box that says no. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Melo, it could you sing that song, don't you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I can't, I don't know all the words right now. I do. Good try. Save it. In spot. Though. Yeah. I, but I think even with this question, though, like people think guys are so complicated, and it's like, oh, how do I tell them? You tell him exactly what you're thinking. Yeah,
1: you, you have to, otherwise, they're not going to get it. So, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, no offense to you guys, but like, if you don't say, "Hey, I like you," as more than a friend. Like, it's going to go right over his head, even if you oh, drop yeah. all of the hints. Do not go that route. Yeah. Just be and direct. And I'll
0: say this: as a guy, he probably already thinks you like him. So, because yeah. if you've talked to him more than three times, we think you like us. So, <laughs> I think you're probably safe. Uh-oh. We think. <laughs> yeah, are you not like, like all that? of us? No. Oh, I, I am. am. I am. I'm a big like um passive language. Kind of guy. <laughs> no, like I'm not just going to write, oh, this girl's talking to me. She must like me. But like you can read a lot about yes. body language. Thank
1: you for not body. assuming that, because as someone who has a lot of dude friends, I really hope they all don't.
0: <laughs> it's probably just a me thing. That so. makes sense. Yeah, well, let's all keep going all <laughs> right a similar question but this time me and my girlfriend have been together for about five months i love how everybody tells us how long they've been together right um and i'm going to her house for christmas for the first time what do i get her parents p.s they don't drink so no bourbon or wine here Ooh, that is tougher uh flowers for mom always work box chocolates for dad boom done next
1: yeah i like that That's answer. The
0: safest thing in the world yeah Or like a
1: plant or you could get like a plant and that's for both of them, I guess.
0: Poinsettia for mom or just a good box of chocolates for both. I was going to say like a Leatherman tool for a dad. That might be the most Midwestern thing ever. Yep. It's a good gift though. It's a a Uh multi-tool. And dads clip it to their pocket. I haven't. You ever saw (laughs) No. Okay. (laughs) But like every dad around here has one. Yeah. And so if he's in that like 50 plus range on age. In the Midwest He wants a new one. Oh, yeah, no, if no, no. he's What's from
1: cool. California, please don't get him that.
0: Probably not applicable. Or if he's an, if he's outdoorsy, I have one that's specific for hiking, and it has like different things on it. Mm-hmm. Very nice. So so easy to do. Yep. All
1: right. All right Look thing. at that. That was easy.
0: Yep. People are overthinking things today. I like it. My ten-year-old said she has to get her teacher something for Christmas. Is this a thing? And how much do I spend? Yes, she has to. Not really. But she should like as a person that is a teacher definitely this is a great time of year to show appreciation and especially this year after all the bullshit that your kids teachers going through it's a hectic stressful (laughs) mess it's a great way to just be like hey thanks
1: i mean isn't there like a whole week dedicated to that no no, i'm just kidding i'm totally kidding Uh, (laughs) i'm just kidding no to teacher appreciation week Teacher, yeah
0: (laughs) heard of it no (laughs) Okay, I put one child all the way through school and I'm just now learning these things. That, it it okay. does. It makes a huge difference though. You I think it's to work yeah. one day and have like a coffee cup with some chocolates on, in it.
1: Yep. And a Starbucks drink. gift card. I'm really into gift okay. cards for like that stuff. I'm never getting mad. No, again.
0: I just made a note. Um, you heard me typing Emmett's teacher is getting a bomb ass gift now yeah she's actually a really good teacher too so okay yeah what's the appropriate amount to spend on a teacher 50 bucks no no way less oh
1: like 20 would be the most i would say yeah or 25 yeah, if like... you get them like a mug and a gift card make the gift card 20 bucks and teachers bucks make by. minimum wage you guys two I think years we maybe ago, need to do a little better maybe,
0: maybe. <laughs> two years ago a kid got me a chick-fil-a gift card and I was super excited about it. I was like, thank you so much. Like I'm I like Starbucks, kinda of tired of that. So thanks for being a little bit different. Creative. I drove, left my job. We both went to Chick-fil-A at the same time. I saw him <laughs> there. It was such a, a magical moment. I was like, hey, gift card. Got Got it's on it.
1: Ten bucks. Nice.
0: That's, yeah, that's it. It's so simple. $10, it's just thoughtful. $10, it's just that you're
1: thinking of them. And especially in a year like this, it's very, very sweet. So I think that's that's yep. a yes.
0: All right. For all people. Well, Emmett's going to secure that egg. So we're going to go a little bigger <laughs> than a 10 dollar Chick-fil-A. OK, teachers getting fucking diamond earrings. Right? <laughs> and for the dude teachers too, like beef jerky always works. Oh, good news for you. I ordered the stuff to make my beef jerky. There we go. <laughs> I'm going to send Paige some. It's really good. Beef jerky <laughs> so we'll Be there in two weeks. It'll we'll still be fresh. We will be. Uh, next one is a dating question. Went on a first date for the first time in a while but it didn't go well. I'm not interested in a second date. Not sure what to do now. This is tough. Usually people are like, oh, make this a great situation for me. What? Not what sure about- what to do now. What you do now is nothing. But do you tell them you ghost them? What do you do? I, so I would never ghost someone. I think that's immature. That's the number. No,
1: number one rule on this podcast is we don't ghost. We're teaching mellow, but that is agreed. a hard yeah, and agreed. fast rule. Agreed. Do not ghost. I
0: wouldn't don't I do think, that anymore. I think it's appropriate if they ask give it a couple of days. If they ask like, Hey, like how'd it go? You want to do this again? You have to be honest. Mm-hmm. And this is a good time to be direct. None of that. Like, yeah, you know, like I'm just really busy right now. That leads them on. You just have to be like, you know what? I appreciate you making time for me. It, I just didn't feel it. And so no, that, you. you know, I'm yes. good.
1: Especially if this is a girl, like a guy talking about a girl that he didn't like, w- doesn't want to go out with again, be direct because she's going to think that you saying like, Oh, you're just busy right now is literally you being busy right now when it's not true. Mm-hmm. So um but guys are a little bit smarter than that.
0: I do want to say one more thing. While being direct, don't be rude or mean. Don't be like, yeah. sorry, you're a little bigger than I thought, or yeah, sorry, you
1: sorry,
0: suck. Nope. None of that. None of that. Just be like, I didn't, I wasn't feeling it. Feeling it, yes. Wasn't feeling it. Matt, Thank we're on the same time. wavelength. I'm gonna let you go your own way. I went on a I oh, yeah. uh, I don't know when a while back. I went on a, a kind of like a blind date situation, so I set it up and went and got like tacos and beers and midway through the conversation, she was like trashing my political beliefs. And so when I got that text the next day, I was like, you know, we just don't agree on things that are very important to me. So I'm not going to waste your time. And I think that's okay to say, I didn't feel that spark. I'm not going to waste your time. Thank you. For yeah, making
1: time. No, I, I think it's super respectful. I went out with someone a couple months back on like three or four dates. And like, I just, it wasn't, that for me, I was like, okay, like we, yes, we get along and it's fine. But like, it's in, he was like, is there anything I did? I'm like, no, that's the thing. It's like, it's not about, and I know that that's not,
0: heartbreaking. That's the worst text. It's to It's not you. It's me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <sighs> that's not
1: what I mean by it. It's just like, I'm it's someone still- who like, once I make a decision about something and once I know I go with it and I don't think there's anything wrong, which is saying and- that. And it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you, by the way. So if it's like the, the other person listens to this podcast, like nothing's wrong with you. There's someone out there for you. It's just not this person.
0: Right. You may have dodged the world's biggest bullet. Yeah,
1: you, you never know? know. God works in a serious way. I think I know to put
0: that question in too. So I don't think you do. But country? uh last one for us today. Uh, what is the etiquette for opening presents you don't like? so i I read this question earlier and i have a lot of i have some thoughts how do you know that you don't like the present when you're opening it because you're i know it's i think they mean the reaction mm -hmm. okay like what the fuck i'm very literal guys uh i think you just (laughs) have to fake it
1: just fake it
0: be like oh my
1: god this is awesome this is a really
0: so many presents that i don't like like
1: mellow would probably be the worst at it because I feel like you would I just am. be able to tell that he's lying. But, um, one time no, my, my grandma problem
0: is that I don't get excited for gifts that I really like, like anyways, but so, I also don't get excited for gifts that I hate. So it's just, I'm just, you're time. just
1: mellow. Um, exactly. no, I have experience with this because one time my grandma, like she bought me something at the store and like wrapped it up and handed it to me and I opened it and she accidentally like gave me the wrong bag. And so it was toothpaste. And I was like, thanks oh my gosh and she was like oh my gosh that's not it and like so i i've managed to learn how to fake it but yeah definitely just pretend don't be rude
0: yeah definitely not someone took time to get you something this is not the time to be like honesty is the best policy no fake that shit till you write and then you throw away that present first date didn't go well honesty (laughs) gam gam get you something you don't want fake it yeah, take God, it. You put those goddamn socks on right, right now, and you wear them home. Right. Yeah,
1: that sweater. Yep, you take a picture in <laughs> it, and you, you send want it to her. A sweater of
0: your grandma's favorite childhood cat. Put that <laughs> fucking sweater on. Yeah,
1: then take a
0: picture. I wish our family were worse at things like that, just so I could enjoy like the awkwardness. Just yeah, to be over the top with it. Yeah, like last year, our mom got the whole family a trip to Disney, and then COVID ruined it. In hindsight, I should have just put that Disney T-shirt on, gone with it. I believe I asked if we were supposed to put them on right now. Oh, okay. Thanks for that. Thanks Aww. for that. It was a good gift. Mm-hmm. That is a good gift. Good gift. Just didn't get to go. Uh, that's our show though. So enjoy Boulevard. If you get bored, go to midamericarv.com. Look for a toy hauler or a teardrop. Paige knows what those are now. Yep. Excited. There's a chance we're going to have one at mobile at the senior bowl. Cause Oh, I didn't tell you about that. There's a chance we might have one at the Senior Bowl and Mobile, which we will be at. So stay tuned for hopefully vaccinated plans because good Lord, I miss you guys.
1: So, yeah, and also if you um, have not seen what Melo was wearing today, please, please, please go onto the YouTube and watch there because it is worth it. I'll post a picture, don't you worry.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, photos are incoming for sure. Yep. We'll talk to you guys next week. Have a great weekend. Enjoy conference championships and uh, Paige Melo, Bye.